thank you for your presence today. We've all experienced times when what we say or what someone else says to us is misinterpreted. That's human nature. Not so with our sovereign God. He made us and he knows us intricately. Therefore, he knows just how to communicate his will to each of us. Through the indwelling Holy Spirit, we clearly hear and understand God's instructions. How we respond is up to us. The outcome of our response to God's instructions is up to him. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. He walked in that city. It was dangerous. He was some wicked people he was preaching to. Verse 5. So the people of Nineveh, look what they did. <gasps> the people of Nineveh believed God. Proclaimed the fast. These were the bloodthirsty, wicked people who had no regard for life. They would kill you. They, they, would, they would wipe you out. They would kill at a moment's notice. They, instead of killing Jonah, they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth and ashes from the greatest to the least of them. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh. What if the word came to our president today? And look what he did. Look what the king did. He arose from his throne and laid aside his robe. That's humility. Covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? When God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction that he had threatened because they repented, humbled themselves. In these verses, we can clearly see true revival experienced by Nineveh through their response to the preaching of the word of God through Jonah, through Jonah. Well, how do you know when genuine revival comes? You know what came to Nineveh? It was revival. Say the word revival. revival. When was the last time you heard anybody say the word revival? It's a strange word nowadays. You know, years ago they had two-week revivals. There were great revivals throughout the centuries. And people came, people got saved and came to know the Lord. Then you had the Billy Graham revivals, the Welch revivals. You had all kinds of revivals throughout history. Now you don't hear that word Bible. We can hardly have today a three-day Bible conference. You know, but they went for weeks. How do you know when genuine revival comes? Number one, there is no revival apart from believing in God. There is no revival apart from believing in God. You say, how do you know that? Look at verse 5a. It says, so the people of Nineveh believe God. My friend, if that's going to be revival, you have to first believe God. Apart from believing God, there is no revival. Beloved, you know that revival has come when there is a heightened sense of consciousness about God. 
You talk about God in the morning. You talk about God at noonday. You talk about God at night. You talk about God in the workplace. You talk about God uh, as you eat. It's, it's, it's God as you rest. It's God on vacation. It's God, God, the Lord, who he is, what he's done. You, you, your conversation is about God. It's about God. In other words, there is a true awareness and sensitivity to God's holiness when revival comes. There's a heightened sensitivity toward God's character. When revival comes, people will get back to the book, the word of God, when revival comes. And we need revival in Maranatha. We need revival in many of our churches today. Isn't it amazing? People can preach and never read a scripture, never reference a scripture. We were praying over that couple, and I read a, a passage from Joshua. It's the book. It's the Bible. This is God's revelation from himself to, to the people, to humanity. This book is the only book God ever wrote. 66 books in the Bible. Two Testament, Old Testament, New Testament. It, it is God's book, and it's the only book God ever wrote. It is inspired. It is infallible. It is potent. It is powerful. And it is the only book that God has ever wrote. It is inspired. It is God breathed. God breathed. This book is a unique book. I, I have been pastoring for over 36 years, and over those 36 years, I've only brought one book to the pulpit, and that's the Bible. That's the Bible. Now, I use technology, and I can do some of that stuff, perhaps not as good as you, but I can do a little something with it. But when I'm in the public place, when I'm around, when I'm at the car wash, I pull out my Bible. When I'm, when I'm at the airport, I pull out my Bible. When I'm in the airplane, I pull out my Bible. You pull out your cell phone and they think you're playing Pac-Man. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's been newsiest news since news has been news. Get out of bad news. Get out of public opinion. Get out of the view. Get out of CNN. Get out of ABC. Get out of Fox News. Get out of all everything, CNBC and every, all the other alphabets I can't name. And get in the good book where you can have holiness, where you can have standards, where you won't lose your mind and walk in and ain't and be mad at everybody. This book will calm you down and rest your soul and make you whole. Nothing can do like this book. You, nothing can do like this book. The B-I-B-L-E. It is the book for me. It saved me. It, it washes my dirty sin. It heals my mind. It lifts my depression. It, it gives me hope. It, it increases my self-esteem. It makes me firm in an unstable society. There's, uh, it calms my fears. It lessens my worry. It, it, it blesses me. It, 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 it does like only it can do. Where 
Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the only book that saves. The only book. And all the other books is counterfeits. Not the Quran, not the Mormon book, not any other book. One book. The Bible. I remember we were going to Philippines. You ever heard me say that? Well, a time or two in an illustration. And I couldn't sleep on that plane. It was a long plane ride. We were going over there to do work and, and celebrate the Bible being translated in the language of the people, the Kagayan people over there. And I took my little light on over above. And it was wee out of the morning. I put my book and I began to read the page before I can get going good. This man, uh, I was in the middle section of the 747, this huge plane. I was sitting on one end. He was on the same row on the other end. And he looked down there and saw me, and everybody else was sleeping in between. And he said, I know that book. I said, you do? He said, I said, what is it? He said, it's a Bible. And he said, can you come over here and tell me something about it? Now, if you were on the plane, what would they have said? What would they have said? Uh, that he wouldn't even notice. He wouldn't have talked to you. It's, you know what? Even walking with this book... Reading this book, it's a testimony and it creates a conversation and people either are for you or against you. They'll get mad just because you got the book in your hand. But so be it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If I'm per persecuted for righteousness sake and for the sake of God's word, if they persecuted Jesus, I don't mind going through persecution. And don't you think Satan is not listening to me, listening to me. And uh, you speak too loudly, Satan will take you up on your word. Why don't y'all say amen? amen? Oh, this book, this book. You know, revival has come when you give the word preeminence and first place in, in, in your life to the glory of God. You know, revival has come when you are sensitive to the will of God. You want to know the will of God for who you're going to marry. You want to know the will of God for your financial decisions. You want to know the will of God for your, your future. The will of God for your finances. The will of God for direction and major problem and decision making. You want to know the will of God. When genuine revival comes, our heart's desire will be to believe God and put him at the center of our worship. To put God, the Lord Jesus Christ, at the center of our family. The Ninevites believed God at the center of our family, the center of our workplace. The, put him at the center of our finances, the center of our lifestyle. Genuine revival will move us to deny ourselves and follow Christ. There will be a deep desire to glorify him in all that we do. I pose a question to you today. The scripture says, Nineveh believed God. But the question I pose to you today is, do you today believe God? Throughout the pages of Holy Scripture, God requires sinners to believe him. Now, some of you believe the cowboys. You believe the spurs, you believe fishing, you nothing wrong with those things. Now, I look at that. I don't go out too far, no water and all that. I'm not picking up poles and going out there. I'm going to stick to preaching. I go out there and I turn over, you know. But, but uh, it's, so I'm not saying something wrong with golfing, but some of y'all golfing take up all your time. You live on the court pushing that little white ball and never pick up and look at the white and black pages of Scripture. 
I'm talk I'm talking about I'm talking about God, 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 God. The stores. Some of y'all know every store in town. Every store in town. Nordstrom. Macy's. You say I'm struggling. I'm going to all the stores. Come on, call some stores out. Y'all. Dillers. Come on, talk to me. Y'all. Don't act like you don't go to the store. Huh? Uh, TJ Maxx? I thought that was a food place. <laughs> and all these other stores, there's so many of them, I don't know what they all are. But you know what they are. You live in them. You, you, you get in fashion heat. You just got to go. Wear stuff on that fading body that's decaying. Your body's still decaying. That's right. That, that, those clothes, that, they can't lift your spirit. Those, those clothes can't, can't help your identity in Christ. God's word does that. So, so I pose a question to you today. Do you believe God throughout the pages of scripture? God requires sinners to believe him. Romans 4, 3 says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God way back up 4,000 years ago. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham was saved by the same faith that we were saved by. Abraham was saved by faith. We were saved by faith. Abraham looked forward to the coming of Christ. We look back on, on what Christ did for us on Calvary. He was saved by faith. And it was counted to him for righteousness. We believe by faith the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 43.10 says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me. Believe who? Believe God. And understand that I am he before me. There was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. God's word says, believe me. Mark 1.15 says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent! And that's what Nineveh did. And believe in the gospel. Repent. You say, what does repent mean? It means to change your mind. Change your thinking. It is to turn from your sinfulness, your wickedness, your wretchedness to the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. And begin to walk by faith. In holiness, believe in God day by day. The, the word of God says in Mark 1.15, repent and believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says, believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his uh, only begotten son that whosoever under believes in him. Believes in him. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 18 says, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. John 14, 1 talks about believing. This whole book from, from Genesis to Revelation is about believing God. Believe in God through trouble. Believe in God through adversity.
adversity. Believe in God when your children ain't right. Believe in God when your husband or wife goes awry. Believe in God when, when death comes. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to hold on onto my faith. I'm not going to believe in social media. I'm not going to believe I have Facebook friends. They are not your friends. Believe God. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe God the Father. Believe God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father sent God the Son. And Jesus said when he was on earth, when you have seen me, you have seen God. I am the exact representation of God. John chapter 20 verse 31 says, but these things I have written. It's in the book I have written that you, what things? Everything in this book? Everything in this book? Some of you say, well, where's Genesis? It's in in the book, the, the first book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. It's the only way you're going to have life. You can't have life in good works. You don't have life in, in, uh, by keeping good traditions. You don't, you don't get life, eternal life, by being a good moral person. You don't get life because you got a lot of money, because people know your name. Your name can't save anybody. All your, your name, hey man, your name is, is, is beneath when it comes to Jesus' name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We are to keep his name high and holy. Don't play with the name of Jesus. And let me tell you something. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain. It's all in the media. It's all in the movies. People just, just mess up the name of God. They put... They just say Jesus, God in everything. They're cracking nasty jokes and they put God in it. They're laughing about God as they talk about God. You know, the Cowboys lose. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. Don't put no. I mean, just God, 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 God. You know, your, 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 your pet gets sick. Oh my God. You know? And everything. I'm hungry. Oh my God. Just everything. I didn't get my hair done. Oh Jesus. I didn't get my nails done. We put God in every, everything. And we just, we just use his name so philippantly. It says, and that believing you may have life in his name. First Timothy 4.10 says, for this end we both labor and suffer reproach. Because we trust in the living God. He's not dead. He's alive. Who is the savior of all men. Jesus. Listen. Especially of those who believe. Especially of those who believe. Look at 5a again. Verse 5a. It says. So the people of Nineveh believe God. Again I ask. Do you believe God? This is the resounding question. That we should ask. Everyone who who we encounter in life. Now let me give you just a few of these and then I'll stop right here. Because you can't you can't take too much. Yeah, I know it. You know, you got too much stuff in you.
So let let me just give you a little bit more. So that and you need to go home and internalize and process this. What makes believing God so important? So the people of Nineveh believe God. What makes believing God so important? A. It is the only way that anyone can be saved. It's the only way you can be saved is believing in God. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. B, what makes believing God so important? It is, it is the only, believing God is the only way you can have eternal life and enter into heaven. If you don't believe God, you can't get to heaven. You can't get to heaven through popular opinion. Celebrities, you can't get to heaven through these kinds of things. See, believing God is the only way to live the victorious Christian life. You want victory in your life? You want to walk in in victorious living? Then believe God. D, if you fail to believe God, you are destined to be defeated by Satan and demons in spiritual warfare. That's Ephesians chapter 6, 6 verse verse 10 and and those verses thereafter. Ephesians 6 uh, verses 10 thereafter. Put on the whole arm of God. If you fail to believe God, you are destined to be defeated by Satan and demons and spiritual warfare. And last but not the least, and I'll stop. I have more messages than I can preach. Believing God gives us hope and confidence as we encounter hardships. You believe God through your trials. You believe God through persecution and injustice and betrayal and pain. You believe God. Don't turn your back on God. Don't be like Jonah and run from God. Don't backslide from God. But set your face toward Christ and walk toward him. Hold his hand and never let it go. You must believe God through temptations. All of us have weaknesses. All of us have temptations. And you have to believe God to hold you when those temptations come. And don't play with the things that you are prone to do. And believe God even in the midst of death. The death of a child. The death of an adult. The death of a mother. The death of a father. The death of an aunt. The death of a sister, the death of a brother, the death of a grandparent, and on and on. Believing God helps you in the midst of your grief. Believing God comforts your heart. Believing God brings peace. Believing God brings rest. Believing God brings hope. Believing God brings security. And God will keep you, heal you, sustain you, and encourage you because your eyes are forever fixed on God. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message. We know according to your word that your heart was set on destroying Nineveh. But Nineveh repented. And you changed your mind and had compassion and mercy on Nineveh. From the king on down, they repented. They humbled themselves. 
and they cried out to God. I pray, Lord, that those who are here would not be a Jonah and run from God. They know they don't have, some don't have church homes. They're looking. Some are waiting on January 1 when September 1 is not promised to them. There are those who are professional procrastinators. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will wake your people up spiritually so that we can all rise to our God-given potential, being excited and enthusiastic about God and your divine assignment that you have specifically for us as we walk with you day by day. In Jesus' name, and all God's children say, When we disobey God, we set the stage for our impending destruction. God is our only hope. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must obey God and look to the hills from whence cometh our help. And where does our help come? It comes from who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.